Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Passionate about standing up for all Canadians. All Canadians. The Roy Green Show continues. There are still people who have no idea what that song's about. Brewer and Shipley, I think it was in the, uh, somewhere in the 70s. One Toke Over the Line, of course, deals with marijuana. And I will never forget listening to an old Lenny Bruce comedy album. Lenny Bruce was more of a social commentator than a, than a comedian. And he was at Berkeley uh, University, and this would have been oh my, uh, the uh, the album was I bought it uh, I bought it used, so it had been around, so been out for about ten years before I before I even bought it. So he probably was there in the early '60s, and Lenny Bruce said marijuana is going to be legal in ten years. You want to know why? Because all the law students are smoking it now. So by the 1970s, by the time uh, Brewer and Shipley's One Talk Over the Line came out, should have been legal. And we've had debates in this country back and forth about legalizing marijuana. We had uh, the situation with Jean Chrétien and his then Minister of Justice, whose name escapes me. Um talking about decriminalizing marijuana. And Paul Martin jumped on that when he became the prime minister. Paul Martin came into this very studio as prime minister, and he made the case for decriminalized marijuana. And I said to him, you know, you're still going to require people to buy their cannabis from very criminalized drug dealers. Oh, Because you're decriminalizing the marijuana, but you're not decriminalizing the act of buying it, and you're not decriminalizing the actual drug dealer, so you're telling people to go and do business with a criminal. And then along came Justin Trudeau, and he, in 2015, assured everybody that he was going to legalize marijuana. Wasn't it supposed to be uh, July 1st of last year? I think it was supposed to be July 1st of last year, Canada Day, and then they backed it up. And now they're backing it up again. And my feeling is they're looking at a, 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 uh, 
at an initiative they consider to be a vote-getter, and so they'll back it up as far as they can and as close as they can to the 2019 election so that they can maximize whatever positives may come from people getting stoned on Election Day 2019. It's just my theory. Actually, my dog told me that last night. He woke me up. I'm communicating with my puppy. Okay, enough of this. Enough of this. We need some sanity here. Senator Denise Batters joins me on the Roy Green Show. She's a senator from Saskatchewan, conservative senator. She's a Blue Jays fan. She's a fan of Ryder Nation. I have no idea what you're, why you're a New York Islanders fan. Because I started cheering for them in uh, the 1980s when I was a kid when they were winning Stanley Cups. Oh, front runner. Maybe right? a lot of people start cheering for teams to be a bit of a bandwagon jumper. Plus, they had a ton of players from Saskatchewan at okay. the time, like Brian Troche and Clark Gillies, people like that. Okay, I thought you were just a front runner. No, no, <laughs> not, not usually. <laughs> anyway, I'm a Habs fan, and you know where they're going this year. So, Senator. Nowhere. They're going nowhere. Senator, uh, the, the, the whole issue of this. Marijuana pledge by Mr. Trudeau, who admitted that while he was a member of parliament, he actually indulged. He had a few puffs, he said. I think it's probably a few puffs and a few more, which was criminal activity, but, you know, why why get picky? Uh, So now they're backing it up and backing it up, and you took his ministers to task. What happened? Yes, um, I did. Uh, we, we've just recently received the marijuana bills in the Senate, and, uh, and soon after we came back after the winter break, um, we had the Justice Minister and the Health Minister in front of the Senate as a whole. It's actually quite rare, and we had television cameras in there, which was nice to have um, and look forward to having that all the time. But uh, yes, I took those two particular ministers to task that day because uh, there are some significant questions that Canadians want answered, and Canadians have continued to tell me for the last two years since this government came into power that they want answered. And some big problems that I see with this particular um, law from the justice perspective is um, we have a massive court delay crisis in Canada already, with a glut of impaired driving cases being a major reason behind that. And frankly, the Justice Minister is doing too little to combat that crisis. We have first-degree murderers who are going free. Um, And then we just recently found out that the Justice Minister's own department wrote a memo last year showing that legalization of marijuana, they find, is likely to flood our system with thousands of new impaired driving cases. So legalization of marijuana will even worsen the court delay crisis in Canada. Yet no one in the Trudeau government, not the Justice Minister, not the Public Safety Minister, will answer if they believe legalization will decrease impaired driving rates in Canada. And of course that is, they're not answering this question, they're evading those tough questions because they know legalization of marijuana will increase impaired driving rates, just as we've seen already in Colorado being the case. So when you ask the question, what do they say? They talk about a lot of other things that totally evade the question. They what talk a surprise. About other ways they're trying to um, reduce impaired driving rates, many of which actually we just found out at our legal committee are things that our conservative government was um, had introduced already into law two and a half years ago. Um, and we didn't have a time to pass them because we had the election and then we unfortunately did not win the election. But the Trudeau government, if they were actually trying to act on impaired driving and get that situation under control in Canada, they could have implemented those things two and a half years ago. 
you have a. I was looking at your uh, Twitter account, and I follow you on Twitter, and you follow me. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I, sh- I should say, by the way, Danny Kader doesn't follow me anymore, but now it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> not that it ever did. But uh, but you have uh, hashtag just not ready. Right. Just not ready. Do you have a I sense of the word? Do you think they were ever ready? I'm not talking about the battery now. Do you think they were oh. ever ready to unroll or to to roll out their? Uh, that almost almost got into uh, zigzag paper there for a moment. Um, did you ever? Do you have a feeling they were ever ready to roll out the uh, the marijuana legislation? As they said they were. I don't think actually worries too much about being ready to do things. They just make promises and then they, sometimes they keep them, sometimes they, most of the time they don't. I think this is all to struggle to meet this um, Justin Trudeau's political deadline. And actually, it was prior to July 1st, this coming year, 2018 was always their promise. But they're not going to meet that now. And they're anxious to not have yet another broken promise as they have on electoral reform and so many other um, issues. So I think they're not too concerned about the details. They like to just take some photos, um, put out some promises, whether they keep them or not. They think that if they um, look happy while they're doing it, people won't remember. But people do remember, especially when you're dealing with some significant issues like this, Um, you know, particularly the types of things that I was asking the health minister. I mean, you have the health minister in front of the Senate as well that particular day, and I was asking her about the major concerns people have raised to me consistently, including high school teachers, where they're talking about this this Trudeau government is going to have an age of 18 as the minimum age um, allowed to use um, marijuana once it's legal. And this is despite the fact we have significant mental health effects on the developing mm. brain that have been um, talked about by yeah. the Canadian Psychiatric yeah. Association, who says it should be age 25. Canadian Medical Association says it should be age 21. Yet this government wants to have it 18. And uh, when I asked this particular health minister about that, her entire two-minute answer doesn't even say the words mental health. I mean, it's so frustrating. So, you know, with that and the fact that they're going to allow every household in Canada to potentially have four huge marijuana plants in their home, and uh, I don't know how they can possibly be saying that they are protecting children. They're not. And the issue of impaired driving is so critically important, and it's not properly addressed yet. In fact, at the end of this hour, I'm going to be speaking with Marquita Collias, of British Columbia. She's the founder of Families for Justice. Her 22-year-old daughter was killed by a drunk driver who received the usual drunk drivers who kill slap on the wrist sentence. And I'm just, I, I'm fearful that when we we do encounter, and we will, uh, high drivers who kill, it'll be the same situation where they receive two, three-year sentence and maybe do 14 or 15 months. This is This is just... It's it's not they're not ready and I don't think I don't think they're they're going to be ready because the questions aren't answered. No, and I mean every day that our Senate Legal Committee studies these bills, we see even more and more problems with them, more and more reasons that these bills aren't ready to become law in Canada. Like just um, in the last couple of weeks, we've heard testimony from different. Um, you know, very knowledgeable organizations talking about how these testing devices they're going to use for drugs have an optimal temperature range of between 5 degrees Celsius and 35 degrees Celsius above. And 
I said, in Canada, this is not California. Um, so if it's outside that optimal temperature range, then there's going to have to be additional um, evidence tendered by lawyers. And, you know, that's right. just ripe then for a ton of, of challenges to these particular laws. We have roadside testing devices that even the justice minister fully admits are not, the science is not fully evolved, it's not accurate. We have police forces that are struggling to train enough officers as drug recognition experts because, again, they don't have time. They've asked for more time. The Trudeau government has refused that. And then last week, it was shocking, we had top officials from the Public Safety Department and the RCMP not even being familiar with the most basic training components for this new regime. So all we've seen, all all the way around is everyone is not ready. People have asked for more time. Provinces, municipalities, police forces across the country, indigenous um, communities have asked for more time. Funding arrangements have not yet been worked out. Yet the Trudeau government continues to push ahead to try to get, um, to try to meet some sort of a political deadline. It's All right. crazy. Senator Batters, good talking to you. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it and uh, look forward to being on your show again. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Thank you. At Denise Batters on Twitter, at Denise Batters, Senator Denise Batters. There's also um, this issue. Are we encouraging an entire generation to start smoking? We've long argued about whether or not marijuana is a gateway drug. And a friend of mine who's now dead was was on this program. And he's a former, he, he ran uh, one of Canada's largest criminal um, drug organizations, then he changed his life completely and became a, an MLA in, in Saskatchewan, Serge Leclerc. But uh, we long argued whether or not marijuana was a gateway drug to other drugs. What it is going to turn out to be, I think, is a gateway drug to more people, younger people, smoking cigarettes and tobacco. And we already have roughly 40,000 Canadians dying annually from smoking-related illnesses, and that's now not somewhere down the road. I have a few minutes for some calls. 800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. Do you believe... Do you believe that marijuana will be legal this year? Do you believe the government's going to... The feds are going to make, make it legal in 2018? And do you have concerns that once marijuana is legal, it'll turn younger people onto tobacco and create more health mayhem. 800-263-2428. I do have to ask you one more question. Do you want it to be legal? Do you want it to be legal? 800-263-2428 is my number. Call me and let's talk.